Hello? Hello? Hey, Larissa. It's finally March, and I'd, I'd like to officially wish you a happy National Nutrition Month. Aww. And Pie Day. And Happy Spring. Ugh. And St. Patrick's Day. Right back at ya. Happy everything. Yes. To you and to yours. <sighs> well, we had our first podcast. Yes. That made it through. Made the waves. Yeah. It was... We, we had more than five people listen to it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Way more than five. I was so amazed. I was so amazed. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening or telling someone to listen or listening to it twice. So <laughs> Yeah. Whoever listened to it like 300 times, thank you for that. Mom. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, even picture that amount of people in one place. I think... What's the count up to? I don't know. It's almost up to a thousand now. I can't even picture that number of people in the same place, like a football stadium or something. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. And also, we're impressed with all the responses we received, too. And and I've got to say, I checked in on our, well, I, I was kind of forced to check in on our blog from way back when because we received notifications that people were looking at it. <laughs> so someone is winning the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Uh, I looked back and I think the few days following our first podcast episode, I think our blog had about 10 hits. <laughs> so 10 souls were brave enough. And I think the first one, the first one was Ruthie, Rufy Bob. Thanks. Thanks for finding our blog. Yeah. You're awesome. All right. So we got quite a few emails and we would like to, to share a few of them. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So these are in response to our request for our D-Day ideas, especially since our D-Day and Pi Day land on the same day this year. 314. So uh, the first email we received came from Dr. Bev in Houston, Texas. I'm assuming Texas. Is there another Houston? I bet there is. There's Houston in Manhattan. No, I think it's Houston. Anyway. Okay, she writes, hey, Larissa and Amanda. Everyone's really chipper when I read emails. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I hope that's how they're typing. And really, like, tip, 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 tip. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, Larissa and Amanda. If those are your real names, maybe. Um, Thanks for sharing the lighter side of dietitians. I really enjoyed your podcast and found myself laughing out loud. I've always thought that someone from the dietetics profession should do something like this. Well, that's right. We're here, hopefully, at least for two episodes. So here's some ideas about RD Day and Pi Day being on the same day. All right, so Be Dr. Bev has a few few ideas here. First one, very simple. Every dietitian gets a free slice of pie. Simple yet elegant. I love it. Easy. Everyone's happy. Done. Uh, number two, encircle your dietitians. <laughs> Like in a circle. Sit in like a circle. Yeah. <laughs> 3.14 dietitians around a circle. What would the 0.14 be? Like just a lab coat? I guess. <laughs> a calculator? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, all right. So then after you're sitting in a circle and eating your free slice of pie. Oh, then comes more pie. Okay. <laughs> The third idea is to buy a dietitian her favorite type of pie. And Dr. Bev says she's more of a pie person anyway, so this works out great. So 
if my math is correct here, so it sounds like everybody's going to receive one full pie plus one slice of pie. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. So everybody gets a free slice of pie, and then Bev decided, wait, let's just give them a whole pie. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy with the pie. Just give them a whole freaking pie. No, I think it'd be great if everyone had their, like, one slice of pie, and then whoever gave the pie slices came out with the whole pies, and then just, like, one slice is missing, and they're like, oh, wait, you get all of it. Aww. And you could just, like, lift up your slice and put it back in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone's sitting around in a circle, has a pie, has a slice of pie. Then, number four, you have a pie-eating contest. So, I'm just going to say, what if, I mean, we can't limit this to sweet pies, right? Like, this shouldn't just be limited to dessert pies. Pizzas are also considered a pie. Yes. So... It could be a pizza eating contest. Yes. Or uh, Sweeney Todd meat pie. Ew. I was hoping <laughs> you wouldn't go there. Meat pie just sounds gross. I've never had it, so I guess I can't judge. Yeah. Oh, God. But I'd want to make sure I got a meringue pie if I was in this eating contest. I don't want one of those dense. I bet I could handle a pumpkin pie, too, if I was trying to win, because that's what I'm always trying to do in contests. <laughs> <laughs> it's get super competitive. So I'd either want a meringue, pumpkin, but I do not want a pecan pie. Oh, God, no. No. Or blueberry. Oh, God. Oh, God, the stains. <laughs> the stains <laughs> on that lab coat. Yeah. Side note, I did totally wash my lab coat today. And there is something pink in my pen pocket. I don't use anything pink. I don't know what it is. Oh, no highlighter or anything like that. I don't. I haven't seen my pink highlighter in like six months. <laughs> Unless it's freaking hiding in my white lab coat or my washer. Okay. And then, sorry. The fifth idea is to have a pie making contest featuring the dietitians. This is, wait, wait, wait. This should be number four because you make the pie, then you eat the pie. Yes. But she has it in reverse. Pie eating contest and then making contest. That's fine. I'm not, nope. This makes sense. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe you're just all pie bloated and then you go and make one. I don't know. I wouldn't have the motivation. So actually, it should be number one. Like dietitians make pie, then everyone gets a slice of it, then you sit in a circle, then everyone gets a pie, and then you have a pie eating contest. Yeah. And then last, but definitely not least, is to then throw a pie in a dietitian's face somehow. Or maybe you get that board game called Pie in the Face, I think, and then you put all your... <laughs> Freshly made pies on there, smack them into everyone's face. Sounds good. With yeah, the, or I guess with, what? No, go. I was gonna say with the pie making contest, I think we should make it more difficult than just making a pie. I think there should be some kind of a twist. You know, like those cooking competition shows you see everywhere, like Top Chef, Master Chef, mm -hmm. Hell's Kitchen, Cutthroat Kitchen, where they'll have an a special challenge within the competition. Mm -hmm. um, they'll give the contestants a really nice array of ingredients, such as Kobe beef, fresh mushrooms, and then some nice broccolini. Then they'll give them a random ingredient, like here's uh. an industrial-sized can of nacho cheese. Deal with that. <laughs> or here's some <laughs> rainbow sprinkles, or even like peppermint schnapps. You know, anything that just does not seem like it would belong. And then the contestants have to use their creativity to make it edible. 
Okay. And I was thinking with the pies, we could do something like that. So what would your special ingredient be? <laughs> they have to use a supplement, a, a supplement that's carried in your hospital. Yes. You put all the supplement names into a hat. Everybody draws one out and then they have to use that ingredient in their pie somehow. I like that. So what do you think would be the worst supplement to get stuck with? The worst? Oh God, the worst supplement... Well, would you pull non-PO supplements or only uh, PO supplements? Oh, God. You can't, like, sneak in some Parative. Okay, based on your reaction, we should not use Parative or non-oral tube-feeding supplements. Um, I don't know. Like, high-protein Jello. Oh, yeah. Maybe. How would you... How would you... How, I don't... I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But if... I mean, ProStat's not that great either. No. I think the easiest one would be... Nepro, because there's a butter pecan flavor at our mm-hmm. hospital, so that one would be pretty easy. But yeah, but the prostat, the prostat could be the drizzle. Is that enough? Is that enough to include it? Like, say I make, I don't know, I make some kind of vanilla, something simple, something light, not too strong of a flavor, and then I just, I just like swipe a little prostat on the on the on the plate to be like, wah. Like as a garnish? No. Yeah. No. Con- well, that- you have to be on the pie. <laughs> Come on. So it has to be somehow on the pie. Yeah, on or in. Because <laughs> Prostat, it's got good color. It does. That that bright, bright, bright color. <laughs> <laughs> so you make the pies, and then the food service staff gets to judge them. And I don't know okay. if they should know what they're judging or not. Like if they're just like, here, who has the best pie? And then they won't know what's coming. <laughs> Or, I don't know. This isn't suspicious at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just eat this. Yep. And then the loser gets a pie in the face. Fair enough. I like this. I like this twist. And the winner gets the pie in the face. And the winner? Everyone gets a pie in the face. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just free for all. So you just, you want to be average. Don't like this too much, but don't hate it either. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I like it. I like this twist on a... Dr. Bev's ideas. Um, Sorry, I'll end her email finally. It says, well, continued best wishes on your podcast and keep spreading the good humor. We all need a good laugh in today's stressful society. Beverly, E-D-D-R-D-L-D. Dang, girl. I want to get all your letters in there. If you write us an email, make sure you got all your letters. We'll say them. Send that alphabet soup. But thank you, Dr. Bev, for that email. Bev. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do you have an email? Yeah, so this one is from Sheila. R-D-L-D-C-E-D-E. C-D-E. Portion control that carb. (laughs) Type one, type two. (laughs) She portion controlled this email. It's short and sweet. Nice. Uh, So it's... Is it sweet? Is it? (laughs) I'm done. Just, I'm going to stop. She says, dear dietitian humor, I loved listening to your first podcast episode. Thank you. All right. Uh, Several LOL moments were had. Oh, good. Uh, the RD day <laughs> tips you shared were so great. And I hyped you guys up to my clinical nutrition manager in hopes that she'll listen to that episode and maybe end up doing a few of those things for us on March 14th. Keeping my eyes peeled for hilarious HMPs to send you with patient identifiers removed, of course. Signed, Sheila. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks, Sheila. Well, we did get a few emails requesting some of the games that we spoke about in episode one. So hopefully... One of those requests came from Sheila's clinical nutrition manager. But if you are still interested in the match game scenarios, 
hit us up at dietitianhumor at gmail.com. We posted the categories, so you can steal that. And then I was throwing in a few um, RD Day Mad Lib games that I totally forgot I used one year. So, super bonus. If you want a Mad Lib RD game, hit us up. Nice. Okay. Is this our last email? Yep. Okay. Here we go. This is from Angela. R-D-L-D-N. I'm going to burp. Nope. No, I am not. I'm not going to burp. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Amanda and Larissa, it's good to finally have names to put to the cartoon Grape Faces on your logo. Wanted to hear about my worst RD day ever. Yes, we do. Yes. I'll keep it short and vague, but basically we were given a free lunch from the cafeteria. Okay. The standard catering spread of sandwiches, salads, and cookies. You know, the usual. Yeah. Everything tasted fine, Uh, but roughly six hours later, a very dramatic group text revealed that all eight of us were in a vicious vortex of NVD. It was (laughs) B-A-D. All signs point to the RD luncheon as the culprit. One RD even had to be admitted to our own hospital to have her lights repleted. Oh, my God. Needless to say, we now order out for our RD day. Wow. I know. Stay cool, and I hope your RD day dreams come true. Signed, Angela RDLDN. Thanks, Angela. That sucks. I can't. I wonder who started that text, that group text. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Hey guys, so who had the salad? <laughs> oh, that must have been awful. And I wonder how many of them called out the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, RD Day. <sighs> but thank you. Thank you, Angela, for sending that awful, awful RD Day letter. Yeah. That... I hope this year's better. Yes, totally. Thank you for sending us those emails. We love hearing from you guys. And. If ever something sparks your interest during one of our podcasts, please email us at dietitianhumor at gmail.com. It keeps our podcast going and we're trying to bring, I don't know, we're trying to bring the community together, the dietitian community together with little stories and, and tidbits. So thank you. Thank you to Sheila and Angela and Dr. Bev. I think that's everyone, right? So thank you for your emails. Thanks, guys. Hey, Larissa. Yes, Amanda. If you're like many dietitians, you spend a lot of time calculating your patient's estimated needs using the same equations over and over and over again. Ugh, do I ever. What if you could spend less time plugging all those numbers into the calculator and more time providing awesome patient care? Um, yes, please. (laughs) Well, RD Assist is a computer program that takes care of all your repetitive calculations. What? It is super easy to use and lightning fast. Oh. It has a bunch of convenient features like hovering on top of the EMR screen while you copy over the numbers and hotkeys to make routine calculations even easier. Whoa. Everything about RD Assist is super easy and hassle-free. Okay, so how do I try it out? <laughs> well, you could get a full-featured free trial of RD Assist from their website rdassist.com. That's R-D-A-S-S-I-S-T dot com. And... What? There's more? Yeah. For a limited time, you could get half off a full year subscription using the promo code HUMOR50, H-U-M-O-R-5-0. 
So go to artyassist.com and check out this wonderful time-saving tool. Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> Let RD assist assist you today. All right, I'm going to take a bite. I am going to send a Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> to me? No. Yes. Are you Snapchatting in the middle of our podcast? You're eating. Relax. Relax. Okay. So, next portion of the podcast begins now. <laughs> this year's National Nutrition Month slogan from the A&D is... Going further with foods! How far? <laughs> I don't want to sing the rest. Why? I don't know. You're suddenly embarrassed? Come on. Wait, let's do that again. This year's National Nutrition Month slogan by the Academy of Nutri- Nutrition and Dietetics. <laughs> I still want to call it the ADA. The A&D. Going, Going further, further with, with foods. foods. How far? How far can you swim with a pineapple? How high can you jump with a full glass of green tea? That's all. Those are my lyrics for National Nutrition Month. You don't want to do the last one? No. Come on. No. It does. How long can you run with a gallon of water? Not too far. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to drink it if I'm running. <laughs> okay. That's it. I'm done. All right. All right. All right. All right. So tell me about it. Tell me about the slogan. I love, love, love this year's slogan. As usual, you know, it can be interpreted in a few different ways. The first thought I had when I heard the slogan, Go Further With Foods, is going really far. Far, far away from (laughs) where I am currently. So I was like, what's the furthest that I can get from here with foods? (laughs) I mean, where do you think that would be? I don't know. Well, hold on. There's a distraction in the room. What are you doing down here? No. Now? Oh, no. I'm not. I can't do that right now. We're doing the podcast. Yeah, no, you do it. What is happening? <laughs> Did you hear all that? Yeah. What Tom was saying? Yeah. Get out of here, Tom. Yeah, get out. He's gone. I'm sorry. So I was distracted. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to leave part of that in, though. No! Yeah, I am. <laughs> you were talking about why you love the slogan and how far you go. The first thought I had when I heard this year's slogan, going further with foods, was obviously outer space, foods (laughs) in outer space. Like, you can't get any further than that. So So, further you took as a distance. Yeah, literally. Like, how far away could I get with this bag of popcorn? Yeah, outer space, microgravity. So then I started thinking, that would just really be fun to eat foods in outer space. (laughs) That seems like... The thing I would want to do most if I was an astronaut, right? Yeah. Eat the astronaut food. I look forward to opening those silver packages of really interesting dry, dry frozen. Is that the right word? Freeze dried food? Freeze dried. Yeah. I'd like that. But I mean, there's got to be more interesting things to eat than that stuff, right? Like if you could bring anything into outer space, it wouldn't be that stuff. I don't know. What would you bring? Just something that you could float around and just have fun eating it. So like, let me think something that you could throw 50 feet into somebody else's mouth. (laughs) 
Like an M&M. Nice. Popcorn would be good. Mm-hmm. Liquid would be a huge challenge. Yes. Which I like. But also terrifying. Liquid's going to mess up your <laughs> ship. It's going to hit the button. It's going to go between the crevices. And then you're going to be like, well, I'm going to be like, damn it, Larissa. You and you're going further with food. You effed up our chances of getting home. Thanks. Well. Well, I'm going further with food, okay? <laughs> Well, like ice cream, it starts out solid, turns liquid, and then it's just like a huge challenge to survive at that point. Like, eat that ice cream before it melts and kills everybody. I'd like that game because there's a time element. (laughs) There's a time element to like get it while it's solid. Yeah, like if you think it's a challenge now when you're eating an ice cream cone trying to keep the ice cream from dripping onto your fingers, like that's nothing. You've been training your whole life for what's ahead. God, I'd be the, we'd be the worst astronauts because we'd just be sitting in our seat being like, can we eat something? Can we eat something now? Come on. Can we pull over? It's time for lunch. Is it time? Can I unbuckle? I need to dance. And the sun's always up. Mm -hmm. So it's always time for breakfast. (laughs) Always. So anyway, that's going further with food. Okay. So I like how you took it very literal. Yes. That's what I do. I'm sure that's what the A and D meant. Yeah. (laughs) They're working with, uh, what's his face? Is it Elon Musk? No. Or the other guy. Virgin Airlines guy? Yeah. All right. Well, can I tell you what I thought of when I first heard it? Yes. Please. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. I kind of thought of going further with food. I mean, it's a little dark. (laughs) but (laughs) But I took it as if you are conscious of the food decisions you're making and the choices you're making every day... You can make your life go further. So going further with food means even if you have a pre-existing diagnosis like diabetes or or renal disease or you're on dialysis or whatnot, the decisions you still make with the foods that you eat can prolong your life. Um, How long can you live when you're on dialysis? (laughs) Going further with food. Low fuss. But... um, (laughs) But yeah, that's how I took it. It was kind of like that's that. That's pretty morbid. It was kind of like, I don't I don't know. I kept thinking it was like a video game, like Atari style, where you're kind of like jumping around in 2D and you're trying to eat all these different foods and you want to avoid the ones with the high saturated fats, but you want to go for the fruits and veggies and high antioxidants and omega-3s. And you have to like, I don't know, life's like this video game and you're trying to go further and further and further to the next level, the next level, the next level um, before your battery runs out. That totally makes sense. Yeah. It is morbid, but that's just a fact of life. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's what we do. It's what our life. It's what we do. It's what our, it's what our careers are. But anyway, what else did you think of when you thought of it? Uh, my second thought about it was after I was like, that's not realistic for <laughs> you to eat in space. Maybe... <laughs> You know what? Maybe someday, though. Maybe sometime in this lifetime. Sure. I, don't know. I want you to be my co-pilot if that happens. Of course. <laughs> I'm there. We can ride bicycles in space. Yeah. If it's less expensive than a fancy registration, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> it might be someday. That sounds legit. Uh, <laughs> okay. My second thought about it, about the slogan, was in terms of reducing food waste. Okay. Making the food that you have go further. Like the food in your fridge. Yeah. The food that in your fridge, trying to make that last longer and reduce food waste. Because 
I don't have to tell you guys how much food waste there is and what a detriment it is to the planet, blah, blah, blah. You know. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I like to pretend that I'm living in the Great Depression. (laughs) And I like to see how far I can stretch things. So it's just a little fun hobby of mine. No, I like Uh, it. I do that before (laughs) vacations. Well, it's not the same. I don't think about the Great Depression, but I'm like, I want this fridge empty before I go on vacation. Oh, yeah. You don't want any rotten surprises when you get home, for sure. I'm going to eat two string cheeses with a side of grapefruit (laughs) and a yogurt. Like, I don't care. That's what I'm eating because I'm not, like, the week before vacation, I am not going grocery shopping. I'm eating everything in the house. Or before you move. That's another one. Because oh, yeah. then you really got to get on your cans and boxes game. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to move that can. No. It's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like this game. Uh, so what kind of things do you do? You're really good at this. Oh, I know you're really good at this stuff. Thanks. Uh, so I guess one of my first bits of advice would be, Make your own vegetable broth. And some of you probably do this already, but... I've never done that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy. Also, store-bought is expensive. Okay. And it typically is loaded with sodium, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. Do you ever want to just call sodium nah? <laughs> nah. Nah. Positive nah. Don't eat that. That's just loaded with nah, okay? <laughs> if you have high blood pressure, you need to watch your nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh... <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So you got these these little cubes from the store and they're just loaded with sodium. Mm. And then when you're trying to open it, you just, if you pull that little foil thing off the top <laughs> and if you're even squeezing that cube just a little bit, it just explodes everywhere. Yeah. So I'm just not about that mess. Just not about it. So what kind of vegetables can you throw in there? Uh, anything? Almost anything. Or do you have like main characters main vegetable characters that have like you you're like i'm not gonna make vegetable broth unless i have this type of vegetable i use a lot of onions when i'm cooking a lot of carrots so okay things you know will add flavor to that broth throw them in there so onion butts carrot butts all the butts (laughs) any of those little garlic bits from your garlic cloves i didn't know my vegetables had so many butts there's so many butts and they're all delicious (laughs) so (laughs) um if you peel some ginger throw that in there Mm -hmm. yeah because that could go bad because i don't use that much ginger when i buy it and then i have a huge stock left yeah chop it up as long as it's not bad don't put anything in the broth that you wouldn't eat you know and even if it's wilty or kind of old it's okay yeah if it's wilty that's that's totally fine okay as long as it's not mushy um so those tough leaf leaves is another example. Those little wimpy inner celery stalks, throw that all yes, in. Yes, those. I never know what to do with them. Yeah. Those little freakish little white ones. <laughs> they're all like clustered together and they're all scared. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry you didn't make it out. Yeah. Don't make their lives be in vain. Sorry you've been trapped in there. I'm going to throw you in a boiling, scalding hot water bath. They like it. All right. The things that you don't want to put in there are things that will get stinky if they're overcooked, okay. like broccoli and, you know, kale, those cruciferous veggies, the cruciferous veggies. <laughs> cruciferous veggies. Um, I wouldn't recommend those. I was going to say you pronounced that really well. I was going to give you some props. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, uh, side, another side note, I like to chop or break the larger bits into like three inch pieces to increase the surface area and release more flavor, but you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is to have a Ziploc bag, like a gallon Ziploc bag, Mm -hmm. 
and you keep that in the fridge. And then just as you have little bits of veggies from your different chopping, from your different chopping episodes, you just throw them in there a little bit at a time. So you just threw some carrots in your quinoa. You got one carrot butt left over. Throw it in there. Just keep it in the freezer. It totally saves in there. So when the bag is finally packed full, it's time for the magic. Magic. You toss the you toss the entire contents into a large pot. Um, I use a decent sized stock pot and maybe like a gallon of water. Okay. Because when I make soup, I make a ton of soup. Some would say too much soup. Some would say eating the same soup every day for a month is just too much. But yeah, that's great. I defy those people. You're living in the depression. Okay. <laughs> that's you right. need to make a lot of soup and store it. So do what you got to do. Yeah. With your butts. Sorry. Chicken noodle soup again today. Deal with it. (laughs) So bring that pot of water to a boil. And then I like to add a few bay leaves too Mm -hmm. or, you know, any herbs that you like, like a sachet of rosemary. Love it. And that'll just add another little element of flavor there. Uh, Then you're going to go ahead and boil it until it becomes decently mushy. Mm -hmm. And your house house pretty much smells like what I'm guessing heaven smells like (laughs) or what... I imagine Beyonce smells like. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like boiled carrot butts. Yeah. Beyonce does not smell like boiled carrot butts. She, what I'm saying is she, she smells like pure love probably. And <laughs> that's what this smells like as it's cooking. So once your kitchen smells like Beyonce, it's probably done. <laughs> um, strain all that stuff through a colander, then wait for the mass that's left over in the pot. Wait for that mass to cool. So you don't burn your precious little baby hands when you squeeze it out. Um, Cause you want to squeeze out all that last juice yes. from what's left in the colander. That's secretly, that's my favorite part. Cause it's fun. Then you just have this giant blob and you can just throw it in the compost and all those veggies just may their souls rest in peace. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I love this because this is what I would do if I didn't just hear you say this. I would put everything in a baggie and then leave it in the refrigerator. I don't know why I would never think to put it in the freezer. This is great. (laughs) <laughs> good uh yeah so then you just have a ton of broth you can use it right away for a soup or it freezes well and you can just thaw it out little by little when you're boiling quinoa or rice or whatever you want to add that extra depth of flavor to nice beyonce <laughs> can i side note tangent sidebar can i tell you a funny story about compost that just happened in my household recently yes So we have a composter on, uh, I think it's on the southeast side of our house. And we're pretty, we're good at it. We're good at composting in the spring and the summer and the fall. But when it's wintertime, I don't want to go outside and put things (laughs) in the composter. Well, one, okay, I was doing it or I was forcing someone else in my house to go out there and do it. But then it got so full because it freezes over and never breaks down and we're not moving it to somewhere to use it as compost that it got overfilled and nothing was breaking down and it was just a frozen ice cube carrot butt mess. <laughs> so so we couldn't even fit anything else in there. So although we still wanted to compost, we were keeping it to the side or at least my husband was keeping it to the side and I was secretly throwing things out but then i got to the point where i was like what are you doing with this like we can't we can't compost it can't won't it won't fit and i found out he was just throwing he was just throwing the fruits and vegetables and the pits in our backyard from our door 
<laughs> like he was just chucking them. He's like, it's still composting. It's breaking down or something. We'll eat it. And I was like, is that okay? Like, so, so then after he told me that I was walking back, we come in the back door of the house. So I was walking at the back and there was a piece of garlic. <laughs> on our driveway and then clearly there was a mark of something green that had hit the side of our house when he threw it <laughs> so so that was our winter composting but this idea is so much better instead of throwing in our backyard and having... what do you mean green against the house like he must have thrown a pepper or a piece of avocado peel or oh i thought you meant it was from the garlic i'm sorry no no okay. no but the garlic, I was like, this isn't going to break down and nothing's going to eat this. Like, it has that antibacterial properties. I was like, the only thing that's doing out there is keeping vampires away. And hopefully cats while we're at it. I don't even know. But anyway, so that's my winter composting. But making soup is so easy in the wintertime that yeah. I've, I feel silly we weren't doing this. Oh, don't beat yourself up. It, you know, <laughs> just start doing it now and... You'll be forgiven. All right. All right. Uh, So, yeah, that's my that's my going further with food tip. I love that. Pretend like you're a grandma or grandpa in the Great Depression and make stuff go further because you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. I mean, so other quick tip about veggie butts is a lot of them will regenerate if planted in the right conditions. What? Yeah, regenerate like the Terminator, Terminator Two, <laughs> and so you just stick it in your garden. Yeah, you could stick it in your garden, or if it's the dead of winter, like it is now, you can do it right on your kitchen windowsill. Mm. Yeah, look it up. I'm not gonna like waste all of your time with all the stuff you you can do with this, but look it up. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah, one of the easier examples is scallions. Oh. Just it, when you have those white scallion butts left yeah. over, just. Put them in a shot glass with a little bit of water. Like, put them in there upright and watch them completely regenerate. It's really cool. Stop. I will not. My mind feels like it's in outer space right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. And I'm eating M&M's in the air. I'm going to try that. Okay, good. Let me know how it goes. Uh, if you do a pineapple, you can grow an entirely new pineapple. From, no, you can't. From the cap. Yeah. Just put <laughs> No, you can't. Yeah. Just try it, and it only takes three years, so let me know how it goes in three years. (laughs) Let me know how it tastes. Okay. We'll we'll share it. Episode 300. Yeah. Good deal. Good. uh... I love that. So the last going further with food idea, when I was running a little low on ideas, I wasn't sure what else I could think of. So I asked my husband what he thought of the theme going further with food. And his his first response was he was trying to think of things he could do with food that were was not eating them. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go further with food. I'm not going to eat it, but what else can I do with it? So something like scraping out a big, huge squash and making a bird feeder <laughs> out of it or... Um, doing some kind of food art, you know, you can make like a little stamp out of a potato, get the detail, and then you could do the stamps. I think I must have done that in like third grade at some point. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. It's repurposing. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a teacher. Like you can totally <laughs> tell he's a teacher. And that's, that's great. Yeah, so that was the other idea of going further with food is trying to find a way to be artsy with it. But I guess you can go along the lines. What about like those 
engines that run on compost or food or vegetable oils, right? Vegetable oil, yeah. There's your distance idea with Tom's idea of using food not as food. Beautiful. Anyway, yeah. Get that car. Get it going. Find that veggie oil. Drive by the gas station being like, what's up? Go further with food, (laughs) y'all. Anyway. All right. I I don't know why, but when you said that, I pictured myself driving a carrot. Like... Like in Richard Scarry's like little yes! little stories, they're like driving apples and carrots. I'm just driving my carrot. Oh, Richard See you later. Scary. See you later, bitches, with your petroleum-based fuels. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Guess what's in my engine? Food. <laughs> I like that. No, that's so good. Guess what's in my engine? Food. Going further with foods. <laughs> I just feel like singing needs to be a main part of this podcast now that we've started doing it. Yeah. So why don't we finish this episode out with ridiculous reasons for nutrition consults? Love it. This idea uh, came from a a dietitian named David R.D. And he suggested that we have a segment where listeners email in ridiculous nutrition consults that they've received or nutrition referrals. Yeah. Email them to dietitianhumor at gmail.com and we'll read them out loud, give you a shout out. So I have one and he gave some examples that he had a patient and the nutrition consult said ensure qualification. So this doctor wanted the dietitian to go, I don't know. It sounds like there's a survey. There's a survey. Like, do you qualify? Or like, can I see your insurance card? Do you qualify for insure? For insure? Huh. You can have vanilla, but not strawberry. Huh. If um, that's all the consult said was those two words. Insure. Card. Insure qualification. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another he got paged one time and uh, when he returned the page, I guess the nurse or the doctor on the other line said that a patient in whatever room seven wants two cheeseburgers. Great. Let me just write a little note on that. I don't have any funny ones. Like I, I can't think of any funny ones that happened in the past week. Yeah. So I asked my staff if they had any funny ones recently. And one came up that they received a nutrition consult that said, patient eats leaves. Oh, no. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do with that? Like, <laughs> I was like, you could go in there and sympathize with them. Like, yeah, I eat leaves too, like salads, like spinach and kale. But no, this patient was found eating leaves when the emts arrived i know i know and i think when the dietitian went in and spoke to the patient they said something along the lines well the squirrels eat them so i thought i'd try them oh (laughs) and they weren't that bad were they no yeah no good (laughs) but anyway if you have any funny nutrition consults we want to share them uh with our listeners so email them to dietitianhumor at gmail why was singing this episode? Yeah, I like it. What was that noise? That was the the flourish at the end. Bah! <laughs> With jazz yeah. hands. Forget it. All right, is this podcast over? Uh, 
I'm gonna hit stop. No.